So before we get going with today's episode, we have a bit of an update on something that we talk about later in the show. Uh, So we mentioned the Wall of Lies, which is an art installation that was put on by Tom Tinney, who's the founder of Radio Free Brooklyn. And it uh, is just this giant wall outside uh, that contains kind of looked like post-it notes. And each one has um, one of the uh, lies told by the Trump administration over the past four years. And um, we are sorry to say that someone um, this morning, October 8th, has uh, vandalized it pretty badly. Um, We're pretty upset. Um, I I mean, I don't know what to say. I think that it's um, very... I'm fucking pissed. I'm fucking pissed. That's what I want to say. It's a shitty thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. I gave my money. Yeah, so Radio Free Brooklyn is having a fundraiser uh, so that uh, they can reinstall the wall and um, put it somewhere that has that's a bit more of a secure location so that this can't happen again and it's really cool because they've raised more than two thousand dollars just today and hopefully they will raise even more mm-hmm. um but it's pretty despicable um so the person who spray painted the wall wrote slogans such as vote trump or die and stand back and stand by, which of course is in reference to Trump refusing to condemn um, white supremacists during the debate. Right. So, just wanted to give you this update um, in case when you heard our show and I got really excited and want to see, wanted to see it, um, we, you know, it's not going to look the same as it did, and we're really hoping that they can um, put it back up. They will. They will find a way. Um, Go to RadioForBrooklyn.com. Look at the radio show website. It should be pretty prominent there. Um, The original post of the wall is there, and the GoFundMe is also posted there. So, if you can... I know these are strap times for everybody, considering that um, there's a lot of unemployment and a lot of unsurety, and also a lot of us have been giving money to, um, you know, blue uh, candidates around the country, but this is part of that. Yeah. All right, well, on with the show. Later days. Until other later days. All right. We are recording. Okay. Hold on. Let me just put chapstick on. God, every time I see you smoking, I'm always like, I want a cigarette. Okay. It always tastes tastes best at the end of the day with a glass of wine. Oh, for sure. Good morning, and welcome to Crime Talk BK, where your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Muggin Duffy. Good morning. And uh, 
<clears throat> the election is about a month away, and so we are going to be basically doing um, election-type stories uh, from now until November 3rd. Uh, but first, I have some Radio Free Brooklyn news. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Uh, let me just try to type while I pull this <laughs> up. Um, but basically, um, Tom Tenney, he is the person who's, he's like the founder of Radio Free Brooklyn. And he uh, created this kind of art art installation slash wall where he uh, wrote on post-it notes. Um, it's called The Wall of Lies. Mm-hmm. It's every um, lie of this administration over the past four years. And um, we are really proud of Tom for pulling um, this project together. Originally, it was also going to be accompanied with um, 24, hour, <clears throat> 24 hours of um like coverage about these lies um for from um radio free brooklyn hosts uh but of course with covid we couldn't do that anymore so uh tom and a few of the people that he was working with decided to um just kind of like print them out and put them up on this wall Mm -hmm. And let me see. So this has been covered um, all over. It's really awesome. Um, Let me see. We have, I think, New York. um, New York One did a story. Washington Post. That's oppressive. Included something about it. Chuck Schumer showed up. He actually went. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Whole whole bunch of places, but I'm just um, really excited. Huffington Post did something. Yeah, so our little radio station is on the map. Excellent. <laughs> That's good news. Um, but this means we have to start stepping up for game, Megan. We <laughs> might actually be getting some new listeners. Oh, God. All right. I know the pressure is on. We were actually doing pretty well um, in our ratings um, before covid well, yeah. they took they took us out of our spot. They moved our our live spot is still eleven on Saturday, but our Friday afternoon spot was given to somebody else. Why? I think Tom wanted to give someone a chance, and we are no longer following democracy now, which is okay. It's okay. We got to give everybody a chance. When Tom told me that, I was like, "You got to relinquish the crown at some point, I suppose." But that's just I know, I know. I'm like, you could have consulted us first. Thanks. So, but, when is our um, second time slot? Uh, God, I don't even know. I haven't looked it up. I can look is it he up punishing right us for going pre-record for the past six months? I think maybe because he thinks we're going a little rogue. I don't know. Um, excuse me while I type. Let's see. Current shows. I don't even know. So apparently, um, private party has replaced us. Yeah. Oh no, that's two a.m. Not two p.m. Two p.m. is oh, it's a live show that makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, I won't hold it against them. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I don't either. It's it's fine. Well, um, I was about to. <laughs> I think they figured that we weren't coming back for some time because of COVID in person. So, so apparently it's... our new time to catch us is um, on Friday at 3 p.m. Oh, an hour later? Oh, no. It's Democracy Now!, then the Oral History of New York, and then Crime Talk BK. Okay. So we're after the new guy. Yeah. That's not so bad. That's so bad. All right. This is how much we pay attention to the logistics (laughs) on the inside of the station. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, and so that's a live show, so I think that you know, live shows deserve to have good spots. Oh, I totally agree. Plus, I like a new guy. You know, I like a new guy on the team. <laughs> new, pers- new perspectives. For sure. And it sounds like he has a pretty cool show. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, I know I went a little... I don't want to say I entirely uh, I misunderstood the assignment. But when I was looking into <laughs> election issues... Um, I'm just going to give you off. So I did cover the, um, the new, uh, issue with the Mueller report. Okay. And I, so I did that and I covered Jacob Wall, Mm -hmm. who was recently arrested in Michigan, um, which I will cover. And then I did another, found another piece on Russian hacking, um, and then um, an issue that came out last week with the absentee ballots in Brooklyn. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. we actually have a pretty good mix this mm-hmm. week uh, because um, <clears throat> I wanted to spend a few minutes this show talking about some of the interesting down-ballot races around New York City. Okay. And really, there aren't that many interesting <laughs> down-ballot races uh, there's only really one that seems to have any level of, um, like, true um, debate, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let me see. I, uh, defi- I have some info on registering to vote, mm-hmm. which I now realize is going to be defunct. Because by the time this airs, it will be past the deadline. But I have a couple of other um, dates for everyone just to have on their radar as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to get into just what went wrong with um, the primary absentee ballots. And what, if anything, um, the Board of Elections is doing to solve it. And then also some problem solving. Where if you are running into certain issues with your mail-in ballot... Um, we have a few answers. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's cover the mail-in ballot issues first because that's cool. it is the most important. I can get to the rest of my criminals later. So, did you hear about the uh, major fuck up by the Board of Elections? They sent out a hundred thousand ballots to Brooklyn. Yeah, it was to Brooklyn. It was all in, in a little bit in Queens. Um, Essentially, what happened is that your ballot had the wrong name on it, and the mm-hmm. external address had your correct name on it. Turns out it was the printer that did it. 
Yeah, so it was just like off by like one line or something like that in whatever sheet they were using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, there's a ton of ballots that um, could potentially be rejected. <laughs> well, they're sending out uh, at the pr- at the printer's expense. They're sending out new ballots to everybody that that they can figure it out. They've they got so many calls that they figured out what the issue was. So mm-hmm. everybody will be getting new ballots by the end of this week. Yeah, and this um, is affecting up to a hundred thousand. Brooklyn residents, mm-hmm. which is pretty severe. I mean, I'm glad that they caught it, but it doesn't really bode well to the system. Well, it raises some big concerns for me because we know how contentious this election is going to be, and you can hear Trump screaming fraud in New York City yeah. because of this, right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> and also, like, the places that would go to Trump in New York City is already pretty well like delineated and I don't think it's Brooklyn um <laughs> excuse me my zip code is definitely a Trump zip code oh really yeah it's a tr- it's a Russian neighborhood I know that um I know that Staten Island is um pretty Republican and I mean I guess there are parts of Brooklyn um I know that there's like parts of Ridgewood that are more Republican and then it's like the closer that you get to Long Island is also more conservative and then of course Long Island itself. But um, Yeah, I think this time though, I, you can't necessarily guarantee that just because it's a Republican neighborhood that they're going to vote for Trump. I can tell you they are because they're Russian down here. Like they're <laughs> they believe in all the propaganda. Really? Yeah, they do. They're all... I don't know. I feel like if I was Russian and then I moved to the United States, I'd probably be a little bit skeptical of Russia. Well, it's because they think that Trump is going to make their lives better because they're Russian. Oh, I see. I mean, he probably will. Well, maybe not their lives specifically. Right. If you're related to Putin, Putin, you probably will. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, it's it's a... I am like a one, it's like, I'm like the solo flying blue dot down here, which is fine. Mm-hmm. No, I'm fine. My ballot did not get fucked up. <laughs> are you, um, are you doing mail-in voting? Um, I'm going to, I got my absentee ballot. I'm going to drop it off on the day, the first day of early voting. Okay. That's probably safer. Um, So Ashton and I are flying up to New York from Texas specifically to vote in person Mm -hmm. because I really do think that um, if you're at all able to vote in person, you should. Um, I just think that anything that is not already there by election night is probably not going to get counted. I totally agree that there's going to be a lot of issues. So I'm asking all listeners, um, no matter what state you're in, look at your early early voting rules and your absentee ballot rules. Um, Some states like Colorado, which I don't even have listeners there, but they have drop boxes all over the city. The New York rule is look up where your early voting site is and you can drop it off there or you can drop it off at the polling station on November 3rd. I believe it's any early voting site. Any early voting site. Yeah. And any poll station. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely have options. 
Also, keep in mind that your early voting site and your November 3rd voting site may very well be two different places. So look that up, too. Cool. Because mine are a mile apart. Just going to get up at, like, 6.30 and vote on November 3rd. Yeah. I'm well, hoping I have, to avoid lines. I, well, I'm still trying to get to Minneapolis. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. But I was worried that I was going to miss the vote. So... Oh, this, yeah, has been my, sure. this, this has been my plan for a long time. Yeah. We were planning mm-hmm. on trying to do mail-in voting, but then um, my partner never even received his ballot for the primaries, um, which turns out was a common complaint. Yeah, it was. That's what we'll get into. Um, <laughs> and then also um, mail-in voting is kind of tricky. Definitely make sure that you fully understand... Um, the process because you have to like sign in a couple of different places and you want to make sure if you are actually mailing in your ballot like if you are out of state and can't go to um like a drop-off location for your for your for your uh, ballot you want to put a couple postage stamps on it and you want to make sure that the post office stamps it with the date because your ballot will only count if it's stamped, which is another issue that the primaries had. Mm-hmm. And so for mine, I'm scared of the post office. So my lovely mother took it for me. And she, like, requested that they stamp it in front of her. And they did. That's nice. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i afraid of the post office for so many reasons prior to this all happening. But it is a special, it's like a, its own separate circle in hell. They're kind of scary. They're just depressing. Like, let's liven up these lobbies a little bit. It's like there's long lines, and I always do something wrong, and then I get out of line to fix it, and then I have to wait for another 30 minutes. I know. I know. I will say that the people that work at my post office are lovely. It's just the outer experience with everybody else in that depressing lobby. That's kind of the worst. (laughs) I I have not had the best luck with post office workers. I'm glad that you have some good ones. Oh, Midtown is a completely different story. That is a whole other soul-sucking seventh circle of hell experience. No, my place in Bushwick is, has problems. Mm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, let me see. Uh, so other issues um, that were happening with this current round of elections is that um, some people were being sent, like, military ballots, but actually it's the same thing. So if you see that on your ballot, don't worry. All they're doing, all they did was, like, miss, like, a comma or a slash or something. So it looks like it is just a military ballot, but, like, the military ballot and the um, just regular absentee ballots, there's no difference. And it will not... um, be held against you in any way like it'll totally still count as long as your name is on both the envelope and on the ballot and yep read the instructions very clearly just make sure that you sign it in the place that you're supposed to sign it fill in your bubbles in one place Mm -hmm. you know yeah because you have to sign the envelope as well and date it Mm -hmm. yep and then um let me see. So, uh, 
Let me see. If you mail in the ballot with your signature, but with the wrong person's name on it, it won't count, and you're going to be giving fodder to all the people who are going to be screaming about voter fraud. Don't do this. Uh, if you request an absentee ballot, you can also still vote in person. Just don't vote both ways. Right. <laughs> like, please don't. Again, we're trying to show that you can have elections this way and have them be safe. Let me see. Uh, if you don't want to send the ballot in by mail, you can drop it off at your er, at any early voting polling location, per what you just said. Um, you will need to put stamps on your envelopes, which is different from the primaries, because the primaries had um, like a printed snap stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Just be safe. Put on two. <laughs> Maybe three if you're farther away. If you're not in New York City, let's say if you're in Texas... Put it on three. Just do it. Do a bunch. Cover the entire envelope with stamps. Right. Um, Yeah, and then the absentee military ballot is just a regular absentee ballot. Don't worry about that. Actually, I'm looking at mine. It says military on it. Oh, you're fine. I know, I know. I'm fine. Um... Also... Yeah, so it has to be postmarked by Election Day, but it has to be there within seven days, too. And that was the whole big issue with the mail slowdown that we want to keep reminding people that has lost its glimmer because now the president has COVID (laughs) and is patient zero at the White House. Well, also, ideally, you want your ballot to be in on or before election day again just because everyone's going to be um tromping at the bit for the results and um you know like you just i just worry that any votes that happen um that are counted past election day are going to just end up not being counted at all yeah i totally i feel you yeah yeah i have some dates for you all right um, so, unfortunately, uh, by the time this episode airs, it will have been too late to uh, send in your voter registration form. Um, that deadline was October 9th. And then um, absentee ballot applications must be postmarked by October 27th. So, if you still really want to do absentee ballots, uh, you have until the 27th. To ask for one, I personally think that's cutting a little too close because you're going to have to send it to you and then you're going to have to send it back or get it dropped off. And I just don't trust any postal service to do all that three days. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I was going to say, I think you can download. You can download the application, but you, yeah. Anyway, never mind. It was a total. It was so long ago since I applied that I don't even remember what I did. And then um, early voting, because New York is doing early voting now. I think last year was the first year for it. Um, will happen between October twenty fourth and November first. Um, now, of course, uh, as you were saying, your early voting location might be different from your regular polling location to make sure to look that up. And I think there's also fewer early voting locations. Mm-hmm. This is a great option for people who are concerned about 
exposure to COVID. Um, and then, of course, Election Day is November 3rd. And uh, I'm assuming that the weekend before that, we're going to be doing a hell of a show. So anyone listening to us is not going to forget. Then absentee ballots must reach the Board of Elections by um, November 10th. Again, we strongly urge you to send it as early as possible because especially the current administration is going to want to declare election results by the 3rd. But you technically do have until the 10th. But by the the 10th, it has to be like in the hands of the person who's going to count it. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. Please. We're just stressing. Please do not wait till election day to mail your absentee ballot. Just please don't take that risk. Yeah, that's going to be really stressful. Uh. So what else do we have going on? Um. Now, in case any of you um, have an overabundance of faith in the New York Board of Elections, I am here to uh, disillusion you. Might be misguided. Might <laughs> Just, be a little misguided. Um, do you want to hear about what happened during the primaries? Mm-hmm. It's an I- adventure. Um, all right. So, basically... Um, The issue started this past June, where um, a huge number of voters who requested absentee ballots just didn't even get them. I guess Ashton's one of them, one of these 40 percent, 40 percent. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. 40 percent of New York City errors. Mm hmm. Oh, it might just be the state. But still, still, that's still a lot. I mean, if you're thinking about New York, that's 40% of 8 million people is a lot of people. Yeah. And then, um, so there were uh, people uh, that reporters from City and State, which is my new favorite uh, news site. Mm. So there's people that they spoke with, and they realized that a lot of the people who were really struggling with the primary ballots tend to be people from immigration communities. Um, A lot of folks that um, hadn't done mail-in voting before, because of course, you know, like with COVID, that is kind of what everybody wants to do, especially back in June, where the numbers in New York were still kind of scary. And so like- We're we're kind of back there. Kind of We're back there. getting there. It's trying to creep up. I know. As bad as it was, but is it? Uh, they're they're going to shut down nine neighborhoods except for non-essential services again, and then there's another thirteen neighborhoods, which mine is one on the watch list. Yikes! I should. Do, do you remember if Bushwick's on the watch list? No, I don't think so. Um, most it's mostly. Um, the watch list is mostly like what's like six of the nine neighborhoods surround my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. So I'm like on this isolated peninsula, and I think the only way I'm being saved is because everybody out here is a geriatric, and they either they <laughs> they leave the house with like these because they have pre-existing conditions, so they all leave the house in their mask. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. I know that Williamsburg is kind of concerning. 
Mm-hmm. So that kind of worries me a bit. But thankfully, I live quite far from the Williamsburg-Bushwick border. But I mean, yeah. you don't want any of the New York neighborhoods to be going through this. So. No, 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 no. Like we gotta like just wear your mask, wash your face, be mindful. Stop, mm-hmm. stop doing that. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go on my tangent. But my my one of my reasons my my mom doesn't want me flying home is because we're almost back at three percent again, and she's just terrified of me traveling and then going to see her she's like what if you get stuck here yeah oh but you also have your cats yeah well that's a whole other fucking talk show we can talk about the cats that i interviewed wanted thirty eight hundred dollars for the month and that was like my rent is that's twice as much as my rent is so i'm that's not happening Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, Also, also you don't get to charge me 40 dollars a cat I'm a little bit nervous about flying into New York because most direct flights have been cut. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have a layover. Um, Is it in Atlanta? Just, uh, no, Nashville. Smaller airport. Yeah. It's okay. It should be all right. But, uh, yeah, like... Because I fly through Southwest, and they're all, like, rooted through weird places. Weirdly I'll enough, stop. there are direct flights between um, New York and um, Naples, Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of money in Naples. Yeah, I guess so. Um, thankfully, Minneapolis is a direct flight because it's hub-to-hub. Oh, yeah. From JFK. But, yeah, so... Uh... My plans, I think, have been thwarted, although I'm still going to take a two-week staycation and just be like, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and then, of course, we're going to be um, really seriously um, quarantining for two weeks after we land. Are you going to have your apartment back? State law. Yep. Okay. We're just kicking my friend to the couch. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so where are we going with the primaries? I'm getting so off topic. It doesn't matter. I'm editing this week. I'll take care of it. So we, I'm just, I just want to talk. And um, if we go a half hour long, I don't fucking care. Okay. Um, primaries. What went, yeah, what went wrong with the primaries? Everything went wrong. So starting out, Cuomo greatly expanded absentee voting because usually you have to give like one of several reasons for absentee voting, and if you want a ballot that's not those reasons, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cuomo was basically like, you can COVID. list COVID, yeah, as a reason. So everyone can now be an absentee voter. But he didn't give anybody any more support to deal with the influx of numbers. And so um, really the only um, changes that he made was that election boards um, – can contract more quickly with companies to get like supplies and equipment. Mm-hmm. But that's like not enough. Um, the boards did not get any additional state funding. And while they received some funding from federal COVID relief bill, it was still like nowhere near what it needed to be. So what happened? Primary ballots were sent to the wrong address or they were sent to the correct address, but had like the wrong name or other information that because it's incorrect would disqualify the ballot Mm -hmm. um 
five days before the deadline for New York to send the ballot, only half the people who requested one in New York City had one. Wow. Yeah. And you know that they're not going to be able to get the other half out in five days. No, God, no. They can't do anything in five days. (laughs) On top of that, 20% of all mail-in ballots were rejected. So these are ballots that were, by chance, printed correctly, sent to the correct address, had all the correct information. You know, you have it in your hands, and it was like user error. The people, the voters did it incorrectly. And it's because these ballots are, like, not super intuitive. You have to (coughs) sign the envelope, which I find weird. So it's like you have, like, an interior envelope, and then you have, like, an exterior envelope, and it's just a whole deal. And then um, so there are, like, a lot of, like, little mistakes that people got wrong that disqualified their ballot. And then, of course, um, the post offices weren't used to receiving ballots or weren't used to receiving mail. They didn't have a postage stamp on it, even though it had a, um, like a marker saying, um, yeah, it was like a bulk postage stamp that you get when you like those postcards in the mail or magazines have them like catalogs mm-hmm. have them. That's what it was. So they can't fucking say they're not used to it. But for whatever reason, maybe it was, like, the weight of it or it just didn't look right. So a lot of them didn't stamp it with the date. And because Mm. they didn't stamp it with the date, you could argue that you didn't know when it was mailed in. So theoretically, it could have been mailed past the deadline, even if it arrived on time. Right. Because you don't actually get a postmark stamp unless there's actual postage stamps on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happened. Um, yeah, so that's, like, a pretty severe issue, um, which just goes to show that the problems that we're having right now were completely preventable, in my opinion. (laughs) They should have been working on this, uh... Since February? Yes, well, since, since January. You know, if if Cuomo's going to stand, look, don't look at me wrong. He did a really great job in New York City. But if you're going to stand there and you're going to say the federal government and all this other stuff and we need to be prepared for a long term fight, they should have been fighting this since January, February. Like plan well, for since absentee. That COVID might be a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we should just be turning to mail-in ballots anyway, because then every buddy could get a chance to vote instead of not being able to leave work from their jobs because they can't miss work to go vote because national election day isn't a fucking thing yet oh for sure oregon sends ballots to everybody each year and it's like not an issue at all they've been doing it since like the 90s so colorado oh really yeah yeah we could definitely have a better system and then also i always just wonder it's like we put so much sensitive information online like if apple is able to like design an iphone if like google is able to have all the stuff they have you think we'd be able to vote online (laughs) i mean like i get that there's cybersecurity threats about that but you're already worried about the ballot machines so uh a registered ip address with you know a, f- a four-tier 
um, authentication, every home at this point has a tablet or computer. The, the only problem with that I see is that if you have more than one valid voter in like a married couple, the single IP address is the problem. So they have to work around that. Yeah, but I'm sure there is a way. I mean, come on. We have Silicon Valley. <laughs> it's the time. Tis the time, motherfuckers. Get it together. So I think that um, that's all of um, my big points on um, absentee voting. Okay. Why don't you take it away with... Uh... I think I'm going to start with Jacob Wall because it's directly affected to voter suppression. All right. So... And I don't okay. know anything about him, by the way, so... You don't know anything about Jacob Wall? Okay, girl. Buckle up. Okay, so I bring him up because... Um, let me pull up his wiki page, because it'll just... He was recently arrested in Michigan with his cohort... Um, last name, Buck, Jack Buckman for creating a auto dial of a misinformation campaign targeting minority neighborhoods. Oh, I did hear that. Okay, right. So um, primarily it was in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Turns out, though, that this fucker tried to do this up in our uh, primarily black neighborhoods in New York. Huh. Mm-hmm. He's been arrested on, it was, uh, ultimately it was 85,000 robocalls. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. Um, but I want to give you a little offering of Jacob Wall's history because he thinks he's a mad genius. I can't he's, believe this. I'm reading the Wikipedia page and like truth is stranger than fiction. Right. Okay. So I just pulled it up. Look at him. He looks like fucking Christian Bale in American Psycho. He definitely <laughs> does wear in the suit. He has like a similar haircut. He's like, got the scowl. Um, he's 22 years old. I can't figure out what kind of education he's had, formal education he's had. Uh, so let's just go the through the Wikipedia page together. Let's just do that. Because <laughs> I have this, I wanted to bring up this great um, article written by the Cut for New York Magazine that was written back in May. But the Wikipedia page will just cover all of it because the, 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 the shit is insane. So... Apparently, when he was 17, he started what he called a hedge fund, uh, which was basically, I mean, he's going to end up on American greed, right? Like, he was charged with all kinds of federal charges for conning people out of their money based on that. And then um, and then he started a company called Surefire Intelligence in 2018. Uh, reporters who investigated this company, 
they investigated it in relation to uh, Wall's attempt to frame Robert Mueller for sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Back in 2018. He tried to pay off some woman to come forward and say Mueller assaulted her in some hotel room and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, the reporters are all over it. So I want to just read you this quote from the New York Magazine because it's, I mean, it's so good. Um, It says, him and his partner, Jack Berman, have been charged with multiple offenses. They've tried to uh, frame Fauci. They've tried to frame uh, Kamala Harris. They've tried to frame Joe Biden. They've tried to frame Elon out of Minnesota for marrying her brother. And it seems, um, where is the quote? Hang on one second. It's, the quote is so good. Oh, they've tried to fabricate sexual assaults against uh, Pete Buttigieg. Um, He's just going around with like a little hit list. Yeah. So New York Magazine in the cut, I'm sorry for, uh, forgive me for, hang on. Um, Bridget Reed wrote the article. The quote is this. The duo have only managed to expose themselves as two men with the know-how and subtlety of two children in a trench coat trying to buy a dirty magazine. <laughs> That's amazing. So, it's so good. It's so good. These two so, are like two boobs in a trench coat. I can't. Jacob Wall has like a website and he's like political prodigy consultant. I, right. And I'm like, I know. you're 22. You're You've been just... able to drink for two years. You're not a oh, political God. prodigy. He looks like, what's his fuck from? Uh, what's that actor from that vampire show? Mm. And the cut. Anyway, yeah. So he's got these, He's he and his friend Jack have got these crazy schemes to try and take down everybody on the right or on the left on the left on the left so he's tried to take down robert Mueller um with a sexual assault allegation that completely backfired and the woman who he was trying to get to do it came out and was like fuck you i'm not doing that i've never done that i'm not whatever he's tried to take down pete Buttigieg. um let's see they've written false articles for the medium saying a gay Republican college student alleged that Buttigieg had sexually assaulted him in February when Buttigieg was mayor in 2016. And then uh, the Daily Beast reported subsequently that Wall and Berman had tried to convince several young Republican men to make false accusations against Buttigieg. One man attested that Wall and Berkman had tried to convince him to falsely accuse Buttigieg of assaulting him when he was too drunk to consent. So... You know, same thing goes with Kamala Harris. They, um, it's always got to be an extra, it's always got to be sex related with these guys, which I think says a lot. They tried to get Anthony Fauci on a sex assault charge. Dr. fucking Fauci. Does he really think that this stuff's going to work? Well, they I keep mean, he's doing not just, it. I mean, okay, it'd be one thing if they named someone who maybe had a history of like weird behavior or something. The people that you're listing are like happily married young guy or like 
really old grandpa type like well they, this is weird particularly racist as they went after ilana marr from my hometown of minnesota and they said that she married her brother to keep him in the country which you know because everybody knows she's Somali, so there's some like racist undertones there and then when he went to the cpac convention there and CPAC actually kicked him off the property. He had to have this bullshit convent, like this bullshit announcement at a hotel. And he said he had to have security operatives with him because uh, uh, Somali jihadists were after him. This is a big fucking joke. You can Google it. He's got like one like tiny security guard who is uh, no taller than I am with earbuds in his ears. Yeah. Uh, he's made false claims. He's been banned from basically all social media because of his bullshit. And uh, I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention because it's not just the GOP in its formal uh, organization that's committing voter suppression. It's crazy fuckers like this that are out there trying to get mm-hmm. people to stop voting um yeah so they have been arrested on federal uh voter i'm sorry voter suppression charges and i saw a press release or a press statement by the uh governor and the attorney general of michigan and they were none too pleased none too pleased Mm -hmm. this guy is like It's I don't like even know how you. Why do people listen to him? He's like, like Doc. He's like he's like a Bond supervillain that tells you the fucking master plan, and then leaves the room so everybody can figure out how to foil his master plan. It's like, dude, stop. Find a new career. Go to fucking college. You're clearly smart enough. I know that's like the weird part about him is he's such a baby. His dad. How does he even get to where he is? His dad is a uh, famous. His dad, David, is a famous uh, lawyer and Fox News contributor. Well, I guess that would help. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Hey, dude. You should have paid more attention to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like that scowl on Jacob's face is the fact that he's just not getting any attention. And if I didn't know any better, I would call him an incel. (laughs) Maybe. Possibly, yeah. I don't... Yep. Do I want to think about it? It looks like David Wool is an actor. His dad... As an attorney. Okay. And I'm just googling with abandon. Oh no, I did this <laughs> link link from an article. Uh, his dad is an attorney and Fox News contributor. Oh so. yes, you are correct. According to LA Times, he's representing his son. Mm-hmm. Seems like a fool's errand if you ask me, but okay. Um, so I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Uh, if you ever get a fucked up robocall like that, where it sounds like, and this, this is robocall too. You can Google it online. Uh, they used 
this actor or actress, I don't know who she was, but her name was uh, Tamika something. And they made her sound like an urban um, woman of color Mm -hmm. saying all these lies about the left, about uh, Fauci's going to force vaccines on you and all kinds of crazy fucking shit. Mm hmm. Um, so there's, a, you know, there's also a lot of racist bullshit undertones with uh, these two. And quiet, the, you know, the GOP won't denounce them, but they're not bellying up to them. So there's this. Yeah, I don't even know. I just wanted to bring it to people's attention. Save the call. Send it to the AG if you ever get one. For sure. <laughs> Whoever your AG is. Oof. Yeah. Do you want to? cover anything after that that's related to that yeah so i just have a little guy about the down ballot races um in new york um now this is actually kind of cool is you can go to ballotpedia to look up samples of your ballot and they'll show you you type in your like address and your zip code and they'll tell you who is going to be running on your ballot and i think that this is a really good way uh for people to see um you know like who's running for your like state congressional district you know or like yep. for judge yep um or also like if this is your first time voting and you're kind of nervous about what it's going to look like which i certainly was my first time <clears throat> you can just like look online and it is like exactly how it'll appear uh, so that's ballotpedia and i was just kind of googling around and the only um, local race that looks, like, interesting or contested is um, Democrat Max Rose against Republican Nicole Maliotakis. Yeah, that's in Staten Island. Yeah, in Staten Island and um, Deep South Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And this is um, actually for, I think... Uh, for Congress in D.C. Mm-hmm. For the House. Um, so Max Rose is one of two Democrats who've held that seat in the past 30 years. So this is a pretty red district. Did he win it last year in 2018? Or last election in 2018? Did he win it then? Do we know? It's been before 2018. 2016? Yeah. And, um, basically, like, what, um, all the pundits are saying is this is going to be a referendum on Trump and de Blasio. And so, basically, if you are voting for Max Rose, you probably really hate Trump. And if you're voting for Nicole Maliotakis, you probably really hate de Blasio. Maliotakis actually ran against de Blasio last time he ran for mayor. She yes, I remember that. Yeah. And um, it like. Maliotakis. Uh, was against Trump's impeachment. Uh, Max Rose is supportive of it. Um, I mean, it's like you can really just like see like exactly where they both fall kind of on the political spectrum. And, um, yeah, so I think that the interesting thing there is 
it's going to be a lot of people are going to be voting based off of whether or not they think um, Trump is doing a good job with stuff like COVID. Um, rather, they think that de Blasio is doing a good job with like the protests and like defunding the police or if they want a more law and order blah, 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 candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think that that's going to be uh, kind of interesting. And then, like, basically every other <laughs> election uh, happening on a local level seems to be pretty much, like, what you'd think it's going to be. And there just doesn't seem to be too much passion, at least in the press, about the other ones. I Honestly, I don't think there can be because we're so uh, distracted by everything else that's going on. And I think that's the game plan. Right. Yeah, so I, sure. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found kind of exciting is is that um, next year mm-hmm. um, we're going to be um, doing our Goober, our mayoral elections, and uh, Scott Stringer seems to be the breakaway star. To I like, replace I like Scott Stringer. I like Scott Stringer. Yeah, so that's cool. He has some pretty solid name recognition. <laughs> right, if your book does not currently endorse Scott Stringer, but me, Megan Duffy, does. I do. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and um, that's about that's about all for me. Yeah. Back to you. Okay, so uh, just a brief thing on the Mueller report, because uh, I, I was the one that posted the old show, so I posted the Mueller report last week, so we could recap. People understood what it was. So on September 30th, because um, I had texted you, I was like, oh, my God, There's, I, how did I miss this? There were some redactions that were released. So on, September, on September 30th, the judge ordered the Justice Department to release more portions of the Mueller report before, ele- before Election Day to, like, maybe 15 to 20 more pages unredacted. They, this is the second time the court has uh, forced the government to reveal previously hidden information. The last time was in June. Um, the 40-page opinion that came out, a couple, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago now, from Judge Reggie Walton said the agents, uh, the Justice Department violated federal law when it redacted sections of the report dealing with, among other things, discussions with the special counsel's office about whether to charge certain individuals with crimes. Okay. Government attorneys had justified their decision to withhold these portions under a section of law known as the deliberative process privilege, or Exemption 5. But Walton wrote that it failed to show that appropriately uh, and withheld information inappropriately on a standard. The ruling... Um, yeah, so they're now required to provide at least 15 previously full out blacked out pages from volume one of the report um, on or before November 2nd. So, you know, it'll come out, you know, it'll be like 11.59 p.m. Yeah. November 2nd, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, this election's really interesting because so many people are voting before election day. Yeah, I know. Um, these pages appear to involve other discussions related to the hacked emails of the DNC. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So um, the decision from last March, which was which was related to the June release of the unredacted pages from Walton, the decision from Walton said Attorney General Barr's public characterization of the Mueller report in March failed to provide a thorough representation of the findings, which is a very generalized term that you don't take a thousand pages of report and whittle it down to a 20 page summary. Yeah. Right. Um, and he said it was a calculated attempt to influence the public discourse in favor of Donald Trump, despite certain findings in the redacted version of the Mueller report to the contrary. Um, yeah. So, uh, I am looking forward to get, getting my hands on them pages to see, <laughs> uh, what it says. Um, unfortunately I know they're going to come out then like very late the night before the election. So we can have a discussion with them after the election, if you'd like. So yeah, are inclined, um, we could even do a special election night coverage, but that would be like nine hours and you and I crying and stressing. So uh, <laughs> we just stay home from work that day. Yeah. We like, um, pack ourselves into radio free Brooklyn studio and refuse to leave. Mm -hmm. Chain ourselves, <laughs> chain ourselves to the wall of lies. <laughs> oh my. Um, so that is, so, but that leads me into, uh, you know, we could, you know, a brief thing about Russia is interfering with our election. The head of the FBI has testified to it. Um, Congress is, dispelling Russian disinformation about Joe Biden and everything else. And um, all this is going on. Multiple reviews of U.S. intelligence agencies have concluded that Russia acted to boost Donald Trump's 2016 campaign and damage his Democratic rival. They're doing it again, which brings me to Fuzzy Bear. Fancy Bear. Fancy Bear. Fancy Bear. There's this article that I stumbled across, I mean, like, completely stumbled across, from Technology Review, written by Patrick Howell. Uh, the same Russian hackers responsible for the 2016 attack are now targeting over 200 organizations in the United States. These include political parties, think tanks, consultants, serving both sides of the aisle, according to Microsoft, which is increasingly calling out Russian espionage. They've taken it upon themselves to alert all of their Microsoft clients to mm -hmm. any, any sort of hacking and tracking it down. Um, they've employed new tactics because they've gotten smarter, right? So, um, and they've figured out new tools, ways to disguise their role in the attacks. And Biden's campaign was specifically targeted by Russian hackers and it was a phishing attack, which I mean, you guys remember what a phishing attack is. They send you like a email that looks like you're, you know, like from Chase Bank saying, hey, yeah. we forgot your email address or we forgot your password. Please log in. Click here to log in and then they get all your information. Um. Microsoft calls this group Strontium, but as you and I covered it, it's we know them as Fancy Bear. They also go by this new name called APT28. 
they are a branch of the GRU, which is the Russian Military Intelligence. <laughs> um, so, aside from the spear phishing attacks, they have shift tactics on a larger scale. They've also, um, let me see. Oh, uh, password spraying attacks, which is a much bigger brute force attack. So they're they're using the phishing to get into the back end and getting like your all of your saved passwords and all of that shit. Like trying to get all of that stuff. So you know that's why you want like two and three party authenticate logins now, particularly if you're I don't know the DNC maybe no more personal devices. People, yeah, yeah. Um, I ran drop a... of blood onto the I mean, scanner. I mean, really. Um, China and Iran have also been accused of doing it, but they're not um, as advanced, and th- I don't think they're actually quite sure how they want to involve themselves in our uh, mess. Yeah, this whole thing. But you know, we have a we have a long history with Russia, and it's quite clear that that they want to uh, undermine democracy across the globe because then they can gain control and we can live in a handmaid's tale and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, on this past Wednesday, uh, Homeland Security officials said they had ordered... Uh, oh, this was a week ago. Sorry. Uh, so Homeland Security officials said that um, he had been ordered to stop intelligence reports about election interference because quote it made the president look bad sure mm. now i mean the president makes himself look bad so fine but this is they're cutting off intelligence sources and uh there's a new whistleblower complaint from brian murphy claiming that um he was the one that was ordered to stop providing reports on russian activity and DHS, of course, denies this and the complaints. Um, but uh, Fancy Bear is still at it. Which, wow. yeah. No, I mean, girl, you and I covered this when the Mueller report came out. It's not. We never thought for one second that they would stop. No. But um, I just. <sighs> I don't know. Mm. I think I was maybe like hoping that they'd get distracted by, I don't know, the pandemic or something. These are, they never leave their house. They're in Russia. They're getting paid like rubles and shit. Like they're not going to, no, they're not going to leave their house. <laughs> um, although, okay, so the U.S., for what it's worth, the U.S. Treasury announced that they, uh, they announced new sanctions against four Russian individuals for attempts to interfere in the upcoming American election. Uh, three people are allegedly members of the Internet Research Agency, the group conducting malicious information operations on social media. Uh, they named them. I'm not going to go into them because blah, blah, blah. But uh, Trump's continual denial that Russia didn't do anything the GOP's denial to take any precautions on the safety of our elections. Um, we need to get out in droves. 
to vote. Yeah, it can't be close. It can't be close. We need to talk. We're talking like Reagan Carter, 90% landslide victory, 1980 kind of voting. I know I'm old. <sighs> but that's what we need. Reagan took 90% of the vote. Wow. Yeah. So I have that. I only have one more. Oh, optimize my PC. I have um one more very uncomfortable about a Bronx city council member. So if, do you have anything else you want to cover? Nope. Okay. So the city council overwhelmingly voted to expel Bronx member Andy King in a 48 to 2 vote on Monday. This came after investigations into King's behavior that were initiated in response to allegations that he made inappropriate comments to staffers and misappropriation of council funds. He is the oh, first council Yeah, first council member in New York City to be expelled from the city council since 1949. Wow. Yeah. He has uh, allegedly paid a female staffer unwanted attention, including holding her hand, asking for her phone number, inviting her to fundraisers, requesting she wear a gown. He's denied these allegations. Um, He's accused of violating anti-discrimination and harassment policies. He's accused of all kinds of other charges and quickly... uh, He's insistent that all these charges are false. And he has since filed a defamation complaint in the Southern District of New York against the city and the city council. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that soon. Oh, I know. He, yeah, can't wait to follow that one. That was a, I found that just by accident on Gothamist from Jen Chung today. I was like, oh, look at that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's all I have today. Our president is um, patient zero at the White House. Everybody's getting it. And of course, now the people getting it are like support staff, like the housekeepers. You know, the Secret Service, the the, just the, the valets and the people that fucking polish the silver and mop yeah. the floors. It's what like there's you, community spread within the office. Yeah. What did you think about the limo ride? Uh, what's it called? Um, Bread and Circuses. I mean, I just... It was stupid. It's irresponsible. It was what you would expect. That's because he was just sitting in there bored. Right? He was just sitting in there bored. I think he was worried about looking weak if he was out of sight for too long. Okay. No, yeah, you're probably right. But then he gets to the top of the stairs and he can barely catch his breath. I was going to say, there's no way that he feels good enough to be doing all that stuff. Did you see that? Did you see him walk up the stairs? No, I haven't been watching the videos. But you can even just see on his face. He's so when he gets to the top of the stairs and takes his mask off and he's standing there like he's visibly gasping for breath. Yeah. If anybody has ever had like uh, pneumonia or bronchitis where, you know, it's really hard to breathe. That's you know what that look 
feels like. Yeah. I mean, like, if you just look at the medication that they've been giving him, I mean, it's clear that his doctors had a lot of concern about it. Um, I mean, I... I don't know. I would want him to just come across as taking it seriously. (laughs) And I feel like he's not. No, he's totally not. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It doesn't really even matter. You know? I mean, I don't even think there's any any undecided voters at this point. I mean... If you are, we need to have a talk. Yeah, we'll buy you coffee. Come hang out with us. Come hang out with us. If you, like, you know, I was reading this article the other day about this guy who says he's not coming out for Trump, but he's not coming out for Biden because he just doesn't know what Biden's plan is. And I was like, that is such a bullshit cop-out because all you have to do is fucking get on Google, your, your Google machine, old sir, and it will pump out a report for you in goddamn ticker tape if you need it. And it will give you Biden's agenda. He definitely has one. I mean, like. If you've been paying attention with your rock lid open. Oh my God. I just, I'm like, that's such a fucking cop out. Yeah. Just crawl back under your hole. Just tell me you're voting for Donald Trump. And you're just too scared to tell everybody that you're going to do it. That's fine. It'll be interesting to see election night. I'm going to drink a few shots, go to bed. That's not my style. No. No. I usually stay up to the bitter end, which, but there won't be a bitter end. I'll be up for like four days. This will be my first election while dating my boyfriend. And he's probably going to stay up all night, which means I will have to stay up all night. Well, you know where to find me. He's going to, like, gently shake me awake and be like, Joanna, so-and-so. Biden won Pennsylvania. Go back to sleep. Yeah. uh, I probably won't do the all-nighter thing because of the absentee ballots, but I will will more than You mean you're not going to stay up for two weeks straight? No, I'm not at trial. I don't have to. (laughs) I don't have to. Um, but I will be up till the wee hours, I'm sure. We'll be furiously texting each other. Huh? I can't help myself. I can't We should help. record our show that week while we're waiting for the results. I think so. I think we should record our show during the elect during the election night. That might be kind of fun. And we'll both just be like spazzing out. Yeah. <laughs> we can, right. we can like cut it down to an hour for, to post it, but we could like post the raw unedited with the exception mm-hmm. of like moving the coughs out whatever um and post the raw thing on uh that are whatever like the four and a half hours of us crying and screaming and yelling <laughs> the highlights the highlights the low lights we'll have like a watch party mm-hmm. we could i like my yeah. sister and- All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our show. Thank you for joining us on Crime Talk BK. We're here at every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. Later days. I can't be a pessimist. Because I'm alive. To be a pessimist means that you agree that human life is an academic matter. 
So I'm forced to be an optimist. I'm forced to believe that we can survive whatever we must survive. The table about to turn. The table about to turn. The table about to turn. Yeah. Uh, I've been flipping through my timeline. Trying to get my mind right. My city cried out. I got to cool down. But I'm under pressure. Cooking with my Crisco. Look at where my fist go. A renegade when I'm in a rage. I got to cool down. But I'm under pressure. I keep my hands dirty. My mind clean. Got a new agenda. A new dream. I'm kicking out the origin. Liberation, elevation, education. America, you a lie. But the whole world about to testify. I said the whole world about to testify. And the table's about to, the, the table's about to. Then you should do the dishes Burning down plantations uh. Ain't no parking, I don't need no validation I like sage when I'm in a rage uh. I don't need permission, I got my intuition Hands dirty, mind clean A different vision with a new dream uh. We kicking out the old regime Liberation, elevation, education I said America, use a lie 